Now I want to talk a few words about keeping the healing. Not long ago I heard a person that didn't know any better say, well, if, if the healing is real, surely you will not lose it. That is ignorance speaking. God heals, but the devil always tries to take away from us what God has given us, whether it's salvation or whether it's healing, whatever promise that we have believed for and received, the devil will always try to take ground back. But God is not only guaranteed to heal us, He is also guaranteed to keep, help us keep our healing. All the promises of God are conditional. Just as prophecy is conditional, I heard another person say, well, if God really spoke and it, it did not happen, then it was not God speaking to begin with. Well, there are conditions to be met. If God spoke to somebody, oh, I want to bless you, I want to, uh, I want to do wonderful things for you, and that person that receives the prophecy turns away, doesn't receive the prophetic word, turns away from God and goes their own way. Is it a wonder that the thing didn't happen? It's conditional. We have something to do with this of receiving from God. Hallelujah. It's not all up to God. Don't put it all on God. We have something to do with it. But all, like I said, all God's words are and promises are conditional. God has told us in His Word not only how to be healed, but He's also told us how to stay healed. Some have failed to realize that there was anything more to do after they have received healing. And we see it many times. We see it over and over. People that receive a wonderful manifestation of healing in their lives. And then they walk off and they go back to their own life. And go back to doing their own thing rather than serving God. That has not worked. They open the door for the devil. And many times lose their healing. God has healed. But sometimes that healing is lost. But God has promised and shown us in His Word how we can keep that healing. First, let us remember that while not all sickness can be attributed to something as dramatic as demon possession or even demon oppression or whatever you want to call it, God is not the author of sickness. Satan is responsible in one way or another for all sickness and disease. Satan is an active, crafty enemy. He gives no ground except when it's actively taken from him by faith. And if he has to give up ground, he is constantly going to try and seek the opportunity to take that ground back again. Matthew chapter 12 verse 43 When the unclean spirit is gone out of man, many times sickness and disease is an unclean spirit. We see that by studying the scriptures. Jesus talked about the deaf spirit, the mute spirit, the blind spirit, and so on. So Matthew 12:43, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh about through dry places. This is a demon. They love dry places. That's why they love desert. Because everything that produces demons is death. They walk through dry places, seeking rest, and finding none. Then he saith, who says that? The unclean spirit says, I will return unto my house from which I came out. Referring to the human body. And when he is come, 
he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth in and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. So we are not healed or delivered so that we can serve ourselves. We are healed and delivered so we can serve God. When you have been released from the power of Satan, whether it be from sin, from sickness or demon, oppression, possession, whatever, it is important that the house in which you live, which is your physical body, be kept clean. Not only clean, but also occupied. When Satan moves out, the Spirit of God must move in. The Word of God must move into your thoughts. You must pay attention to God's Word. Fill your mind and your heart with God's Word. Fill your spirit with the Spirit of God. Your, your inside, your heart, your innermost being with the Spirit of God. If you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, set out immediately to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Word of God says in Ephesians 5, it says, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled, or be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's not enough eh, to receive baptism of the Holy Spirit one time. The baptism of the Holy Spirit has, is something we have to renew on a daily basis. We read about in the book of Acts how the early church they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Then a few chapters later they were, they, they were all filled with the Spirit again. There was not just one time. Some people that received baptism of the Holy Spirit and they are gloriously filled but they don't stay filled. They go out and they do their own thing and they don't spend time with God. They don't spend time in His Word. They don't spend time in prayer. They don't spend time with the brethren who don't go to church. They don't know what they should do. They do their own thing and the Spirit begins to disappear out of their lives. And with the Spirit, they're healing. We must stay filled. Let the Spirit of God dwell in you richly, the Word of God says. Let the Spirit of God keep you. Let the Spirit of God direct you. Be led by the Spirit. Let the Spirit of God fill you and possess you, although He doesn't compel us, but rather persuades us. Satan, is a, he forces us, but the Holy Spirit entreats us, instructs us, never forces us. But we must hunger for Him. We must invite Him. We must invite the glory in and keep inviting it in and keep spending time with the Lord. So many times when I'm out preaching in meetings, campaigns, conferences, most of the time I spend hours a day by myself praying in the presence of God, glorifying God, reading the Word, studying the Word, just worshipping God. So in the meeting, I can already be filled. I don't have to go and, and worship God for an hour or two in order to get started. I'm already starting. I already started. I already know, have words of knowledge. I already have revelation. I already have a message from God. I already have something from the Lord. Fresh manna from heaven. We have to spend time with the Lord in order to have something to give. We must be filled with the Spirit of God so that Satan cannot come in. Ephesians 4, I believe it's verse 27. 
neither give place to the devil. Everything that is not God is of the devil. Whether it be the flesh or whether it be something that is straight from Satan, it's it's not of God. If it's not of God, if it's not the kingdom of God, it's the kingdom of Satan. In Colossians it says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. We've been translated into his kingdom. And that's where we should live and walk in everything that we do. No devil can move in unless we give him place. Knowingly or unknowingly. But we can be so filled with the Spirit. We can be so filled with His righteousness. There is no room for sin. We can be so filled with faith. There is no uh, room for doubt. We can be so filled with the Spirit of God. There is no room for any other spirit of gossip. Or of jealousy. Or of pride. Any other spirit in the Spirit of God. Can be driven out. And we can stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Sin and selfish living on the part of the one who has been healed is an open invitation for the unclean spirit for the sickness or the disease to move back into the house from which it was driven out Jesus warned one person that he healed at least maybe more than one person but we read about it as being one person he said behold thou art made whole Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. So the connection again between the sin and the sickness. As long as we stay away from sin, we also stay away from sickness. That's what I believe with all my heart that the safest way and the safest place to be and the safest attitude to have is to commit your life 100% to the Lord every day. Jesus said, He that taketh not his cross and followed after me is not worthy of me. Cross talking about death, self-denial, denying what I want to do and seeking, hungering for what he wants. Since the danger is not simply a matter of being no better, but even being worse. When the first demon returns, bringing others with him. It is easy to see the importance of abiding in faith and staying away from sin, as Jesus said. Feeding upon the Word of God. Speaking the Word of God. Keeping the Word before our eyes. Keeping the Word in our hearts. For they are medicine to all our flesh. We read in Proverbs. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my saying, sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And health or medicine to all their flesh. That's how we can resist the devil. Staying full of God. Hallelujah. Staying in communion with God. Staying in communication with God. Through prayer. Through worship. Hallelujah. We resist the devil and he flees from us. He doesn't flee from God, he flees from us. The believer don't, doesn't need to be in subjection to sin. For Romans 6.14 says, Sin shall have no dominion over you. If sin shall have no dominion over us, then the results of sin shall have no dominion over us. Sickness shall have no dominion over us. 
lack and poverty shall have no dominion of us. We are to be dead to ourselves and to live and manifest Jesus' life through our lives. Jesus wants to multiply himself and he has done so, but many Christians don't know this, through those that have received him into their lives. But we are to walk out this salvation in our daily lives by faith. The Christian has power to refuse and resist temptations of Satan and his suggestions of sin. There is something more commendable than daily repentance from sin. What is that? That is daily victory over sin. But this is impossible unless we walk by faith. Unless we walk filled with the Spirit of God. This is only possible when we live and walk by faith. And we live and walk in love and forgiveness. Then sin will have no power over us. And we can refuse sickness a place. There is something better than being healed many times. You know, sometimes I have been in meetings, in healing meetings, in healing crusades, and people have been coming for, to receive healing, and then the same person comes there a, a couple of nights later because they lost their healing, come again, and maybe they come a third time. No. You can stay healed. Just stay in obedience to God. Live in obedience. Let your life be subject to the Word. Give up your life. Give your heart to the Lord 100%. And let Him live with you. Take upon yourself self-denial. And acknowledge Christ Jesus as Lord in every area of your life, including your health. The Bible does say that many are the afflictions of the righteous. Psalm 34:19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. And we can see that in the life of Apostle Paul, how many afflictions were coming his way. He was stoned. He was left for dead. But God brought him back. He rose up. He, obviously he was healed, and he kept on preaching. He was shipwrecked, but he survived. And he kept on preaching. He was abandoned by brethren that were supposed to stand with him. But he kept on preaching. He kept on living for God. He suffered so many afflictions. But he kept on going. He kept on preaching. He kept walking in divine health. The Bible says that it was an angel of Satan. These afflictions that came against him. Paul and Silas sitting in the jail. Falsely accused. All they had done is was cast the devil out of the girl. And Satan responded by stirring up the people to the point that they were smitten, they were, they were thrown into the dungeon, into the jail. And in that jail, they did complain and murmur, Oh, I wonder why God is doing this to us. I wonder what God wants us to do now. No, they were praising God. They were glorifying God because they had been worthy to suffer for that namesake. They were glorifying God. And forgot about their backs that were hurting. They forgot about their bodies that were hurting. They forgot about the environment that were in. 
And then just glorify God. That we are just praising God for His wonderful salvation. For His wonderful deliverance. That we are just rejoicing in their salvation. And the light of God broke through. The angel of the Lord broke through. And that dungeon was transformed. Light came into the dungeon. The bound, the, the chains of Paul and Silas were broken. They were loosed. And not only of Paul and Silas, the presence of God was so great in that prison that all the doors opened up and all the chains were loosed from off of all the prisoners by the power and the presence of the living God. The glory came because they rejoiced in their salvation by faith. You can keep your healing. You can keep your deliverance. Keep rejoicing. Keep praising God. Keep walking in the Spirit. And become a person that God uses to heal others. Because the Word of God says, They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Sickness and healing is not only for you alone, but healing is for others around you. Don't stop by allowing God to heal you, but begin to be used by God to heal others. Stay full of the Word. Stay full of the Spirit. Be walking Walk with God in obedience and walk filled by the Spirit of God and you will certainly not lose your healing and God will use you to bring His kingdom and manifest His kingdom not only in your life but in others as well.